So, this week on Rough Cuts, Boyks made me watch a movie on a $120,000 budget from the written, directed, and starring the Stargate Atlantis actors um, as a Canadian independent movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it was really good. <laughs> It was like really yeah, good. Yeah, I can't believe I'm into some real sick shit. God Just damn it! The lowest, the lowest low. garbage possible. This garbage Canadian independent yeah. film from a whole bunch of cheesy Stargate actors on their off season on a house that they just like. I think that it was just their house, probably. I think it was, think just, it was one just one of their one houses. Of their houses. Yeah, it was- they they even made jokes about it being empty of furniture. Yes, yes they sure did. <laughs> to fit it into the film. Yeah. Fuck. This movie was great. <laughs> I Welcome to Rough Anyways. <laughs> welcome to Rough Cuts. Dogs. They're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon. I'm your host, Ilian. This is my co-host, the Boyks. Yo, I don't have the the anymore. I'm just Boyks. Just How's it going? Boyks. Sorry. Yeah, you're just Boyks now. <laughs> yeah, I lost the you're the. You're no longer definitive. In the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> and it, well, it kept coming I, back, I, though. I, weirdly. Yeah, it kept coming back, so I had to put it in the swamp. And then it swam back. I don't, I don't yeah. understand. He's a floater. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, wait, this is going to be a hard one to talk about because all we can do is talk about the good jokes that they made. And if we tell the same jokes, then they're just worse because you can't tell a joke that's a good joke. Well, yeah, you can't tell a joke that's good and make it funny. You have to tell a joke that's bad and make it funny. Yeah, I guess. So the movie you watched is called The Dog's Breakfast. Mm, mm. Uh, I have some information for you. I have... Ooh, I have access okay. to Google. Yes, is what I, I'm saying. <laughs> yes, I I also did some digging at various points. So the title of the film is interesting. A dog's breakfast. So a dog's breakfast is actually an idiom. Yes. Meaning either a mess, mm-hmm. a bad mix, or an extreme disapproval. Yeah. And it can also be literal. <laughs> As it turns out. Very important. It could it could be all of the above. Yeah. Uh, this is a film made by uh, David Hewlett, mm-hmm. who is, I believe, the doctor, like the science man I, on Stargate Atlantis. I believe so. It's either him or the brother-in-law that is. Uh, Paul McGillian. Yeah, no, he's the doc. He's, he's Doctor Carson Beckett. This okay. guy is. Oh, there's two doctors. I think they're both science men doctors. So I guess they're this, like the twin science men doctors on the show. Yeah. Uh, his so David's sister is also in it, Kate Hewlett, mm-hmm. uh, who founded a Stargate convention. Yes. Yep. Yeah. She also appears on uh, Stargate sometimes. Funny enough, as a different actor's sibling, not her yeah. own sibling, who is also an actor. But they on are. But they are siblings in this movie. In this movie, they are. Which is yes. funny. Yeah. Uh, and also Christopher Judge, who is <laughs> needs no very introduction. Good. Yeah, like <laughs> it's the, Christopher Judge, the winner of the video game actor of the year award from 2022 I... for God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> Christopher Judge, welcome him, everybody. Here he comes. We need to cut in a bit of his his game awards here because God, they kept trying to pull him off stage. And he was like, and "Fuck no!" Up the timing of the whole game awards. He can't be here for 20 minutes. He was like he's giving like a real heartfelt speech and they're just like, cut it off, cut it off. Valve is giving out Steam Decks for this, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe he delayed the Game Awards so they could give out more mm-hmm. Steam Decks. What a badass. What, what a champ, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, the voice of God of War, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. And everybody yeah, yeah, the in titular character, God of War from God of War. Yeah, that's his. That's his name. Yeah. God of War. I know God of War. Everyone knows. I've God met of John War. Halo. Uh huh. I've learned uh, but, deadly so, martial arts from video games. I'm a human Xbox. Yeah, they're all. Oh my god! I'm like a real life Xbox. That's a line. That is an actual line from this movie, and it fucking banger. whips. It's so good. What a banger! 
But so it, it's the actors from Stargate Atlantis. Yes. On their off season, rented a house or uh-huh. just had a house that was empty. Mm-hmm. And they got together with a crew of like 30, 40 people. Yep. And just made a movie over two weeks. Yes. On a very low budget. <laughs> The whole movie shot in one location, which yes. is really hard to do, especially over the course of, mm-hmm. like, an 80-minute movie, 90-minute movie, whatever you want to do, right? And it's hard to have an engaging story in one location, I think, unless yeah. the writing is very good and the acting is very good. And it is both of those things. And it's both of those, somehow. And But they, they did have one second location, which is the uh, space drama. Oh, yes, yeah, they did. Which is yeah. making fun of Stargate. Yes, they made fun of Stargate the entire time by having the one character be a lead actor in a space soap opera. Yep, and they shot it on the Stargate they set. They shot it on the Stargate set, yes. Yeah, they they actually borrowed all of <laughs> a lot of the camera gear and stuff like that. Like, they basically... Mm-hmm. Um, he talked to one of the producers on Stargate and said, I have this script, I want to do it over, like, the off-season kind of thing real quick. And he's like, can you help us with it? And so they almost borrowed in a way, like, they were just like, okay, we'll yeah. give you funding where you can just take, like, all of the off-season Stargate, you know, gaffes and, like, best boys and all, all the camera people and stuff and, like, just take all the cameras <laughs> and do all that shit and you can just, like... Have it for two weeks. Just just go go nuts. I feel like this movie has the spark of magic that Dogman 2 had for me. Yes. Where it's just like, it's some indie production where they have a very clear vision mm-hmm. and a very tight script. What? And <laughs> a lot of dumb bullshit. <laughs> I don't know if Dogman 2 had a tight script, but... <laughs> you no, know, no it did not. No, no. No, 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 no. Do, do not get the to wrong impression from this. Do not watch Dogman 2 with that in mind. <laughs> Dogman 2 is the magic of somebody who is earnest but has no actual idea what they're doing. This movie oh, yeah. is done by somebody who is very professional and understands what they're doing and does a great job of it. Uh, it has setup. Yes. It has uh, setup that actually matters. Yeah, and like... Because there's payoff. Very long con setup like there's like themes in the mm-hmm. film which is especially for like a comedy because this is very much a comedy throughout yeah i've seen this listed as a comedy horror like a black comedy which but the horror element i don't really get there's no horror there's no horror there's no horror at all I will there's say like black a little comedy. bit of i wouldn't even say thriller it's like psychological comedy yes yeah uh, some one review that I looked at that I immediately connected with that I saw while I was just kind of like doing research was calling it a bit like it had some of the Telltale Heart in it, uh, the Edgar Allan Poe yeah. story where the guy buries the body underneath the floorboards and like his own psychosis. There's that type of thing for sure because it's him fighting with himself. Yes, it's his yeah. own, it, he gets caught through his own psychosis, not through any actual investigative work right like it's just all i was making you know cask of amontillado jokes (laughs) Mm -hmm. because montressor please (laughs) Please. there's yeah there's moments not exactly that but that type of feeling of like oh god yeah this is way darker than i was expecting and but it doesn't treat any of the dark as like serious super serious no at all it's very much a comedy very much and it, it's almost in the vein of something like an airplane, just in the style of, like, the the comedy is often very dry, and it is often, like, yes. very, very fast. So what I mean by that is that, like, it's blink-and-you-miss-it jokes, because the jokes are literally nonstop. It is, every second line is a joke, and, like... So even if only half of them land, and I think more than that many do in this, mm-hmm. there is always another joke to look forward to, and it, it ends up being quite special because of that. Like, if if that joke doesn't work for you, just wait five seconds, because there's going to be another one. <laughs> there will be another one, yeah. It, it's it's just a joke a minute, snappy, snappy. It's good stuff. Yes. I, I don't... There's so much to like about this movie, and... 
I don't think I've ever heard of this. No. I, yeah. It feels like it should be more popular than it is. Like, it's got Stargate actors. It's got mm-hmm. good writing. It's very funny. I. It, it's that dark humor that usually hits it with, you know, the, the underground type of B-movie schlock. Dark, dry like. wit. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm like, ah, oh, why don't people like this movie? Or maybe they do like it, but nobody talks about it. I don't what happened? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the marketing budget for it, one thing that I did read was, cause to give you an idea of how indie this film was, is that he was like, oh, I'll, I can market it at, like, Stargate sci-fi conventions, and oh, yeah. he did an $8 a month YouTube marketing blitz in 2006. So two years mm-hmm. after YouTube started, he ran his own YouTube channel for $8 a month was his budget to, like, promote this movie. <laughs> and i mean like but it's great like this movie is very good it it's oh god i guess we can kind of get into it i don't want to do too much of it because in some ways again we can't say the jokes i I don't want to give away everything but i I think we can do a, a quick discussion of the themes and sort of what or the synopsis Order. in a way. And we can eventually, I think yeah. we can eventually mention, like, spoilers from this point on or something. Sure, or sure. But yeah, I would actually, this is one of those very rare times on our podcast where we will say, it's maybe good for you not to know everything about this film and for you to just watch it. Which, when do we yeah. say that? We thought that this was going to be bad, too. Like, we saw this with, it's got a... I think cover of a guy holding an axe and his weird dog and it just looks kind of indian garbage and we were just like eh, i don't know i guess this like i can give i can give this away because it's, it's very obvious just mm-hmm. from looking at the cover it's a guy holding a shovel you was know, it a shovel i thought it was an axe but i think it's a well he has his dog there's a shovel and his sister and her fiance are all yeah. Covered. There is also the so it, yeah. There is also the axe scene. So I don't remember if it was an axe or a shovel. The, the axe scene. The, the axe, axe scene. scene I think was part good. of the trailer for this movie. Sure. Like the whole setup is is the you know guy murders someone type of story. Yes. And and there were other movies similar to this with similar psychological themes, uh, which we have not watched, <laughs> but I know of. And and they also use a dog in those films for. Mm-hmm same imagery so this is that classic tale of of you know guy murder someone is is the joke that's what they're setting up basically yeah. but it subverts your expectations it, a little bit it so. does i yeah we'll get we can get uh, to that. i i guess like so the the main starting point is uh we're introduced to patrick mm-hmm. who's our main character played by david hewlett and he is a uh, person who lives alone with his dog in his parents' house, but his parents has passed away, and it's empty. Yeah. Empty house, except for, like, his bedroom and, like, a single table in his kitchen with a single chair. Well, and they also have, oh, God, what was the poster over the bed? There's, like, the, the spare bedroom that was hers. That oh, has, it was like, some sci-fi show or something. No, it was, like, or no, it was a band? band. Yeah, it was, like, oh. there was, like, a... A, like Iron Maiden poster over the bed or something like just like this old garbage kind of like peeling poster yeah. over the bed like so like it that... was his his bedroom from when he was a kid and he left it the way it was basically was yeah and there's like old right? yellowing uh, outlines of where pictures were on the walls mm-hmm. like it's just it's and... grandma's house but it's been looted <laughs> is what it is and he he spends his time watching spiders outside the window mm-hmm uh, organizing Fruit Loops by color and then eating them. <laughs> yes, and then eating all of them out of like seven different bowls. Uh, and yeah. the rest of his time is spent on the internet browsing forums, mm-hmm. basically. Well, and I wanted to mention the way that he watches spiders is actually a good little bit. At first I was like, is this supposed to be a joke? And then slowly as the movie went on, I'm like, okay, this is very good. Where like he goes yeah. and every morning he gets up and then he like sits in the office chair and he brings out his binoculars and he puts the binoculars on, and then he goes like, and it does like the pulls the lever to like slowly lower yeah. the chair, <laughs> and just like every day he does that. It's just so he can get get a better view. So like obviously yep. he's not well, is the point. He's yeah, he's just a little weird. Yeah, yeah. 
He's a loader. And his sister comes by to visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and behind his sister coming in the door, because he, he's getting ready to scare her. He's got, like, a Halloween mask and rubber gloves. And he's like, I'm going to scare my sister when she shows up. You can and check he out scatting to himself. Yeah, yeah. You, I was going to say, you can check out our social media for a very good photo from the early portion of this movie mm-hmm. of what he uh, is dressed up as to scare her. This whole thing is very weird. <laughs> yeah, we were not sure where it was going at this point where I was like, oh, is this really bad? This seems like it might be terrible, but it was knowingly terrible. Yep, so, but as the sister is walking up to the deck of the house, he notices a guy behind her sneaking up with his very loud rubber shoes. Uh, so he hides for real, instead of just hiding to scare his sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after she walks in the door, the guy sneaks in with his rubber shoes creaking, and he smacks him on the head with a croquet... Uh, cricket No, bat. what was it? It, it was, was a cricket a bat. bat. It, it was, was a cricket, cricket bat. bat. Not a croquet mallet. Yeah. Uh, and his sister's like, uh, oh, his sister Marilyn mm-hmm. uh, introduces Patrick to the guy and then introduces Ryan, who is the guy, to Patrick, which is like, by the way, this is my fiance. This was the surprise, over. you dingus. <laughs> It's not some creeper that's creeping up on me. It was my fiance who was with me. You idiot. Yeah. You idiot. And this sets up like Patrick is very dumb. Yes. In some ways. Like, I, I don't... He's Everyone, such a weird character. He's got specific neuroses, is what it is. Yeah. He's like, he's... He has his little foibles, for sure. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of really good sight gags throughout all of this, too. Like, when he knocks the guy out, he hits him, and, like, just his rubber shoes are sitting on the, like, the porch, just empty, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is kind of what it is. And, oh, like, he, he knocked him out of his knocked shoes. Knocked him out of his shoes. Very, and I mean, there's a lot of this movie that's really cartoony. Yeah. Actually. In some ways. Uh, then, like, when he's sitting there and he's holding a stake to his head, like, to you know, ice it, like a frozen steak. He's sitting in a chair, Ryan is, between the two brother and sister. But, like, they don't have enough chairs, and so he's in, like, this, like, little kid's seat, so he's a good, like, foot and a half lower than everyone else, and they're just kind of talking over him. And there's a lot of little sight gags like that that are just very funny. And, like, a lot of the office chair, like, slowly going, lowering a lot of times. There's a lot of that that's just great. Uh, they explain that the house is also very empty because Patrick sold all of his parents' stuff on eBay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, no, no. Which it's is a way just to explain to away. Yeah. Yeah, it's a way to just explain away that they didn't have to buy furniture for this house and do set decoration in a way that matters. And it and it does give you an insight into just how much this character is just... Mm-hmm. He's this loner that doesn't care about anything for, like, physical stuff. Like, he just wants to watch his spiders and eat his fruities. And just live in his own little bubble world. Where mm-hmm. nobody breaks any part of his his worldview. And... Yeah, he's a, he's a very much a shut-in, and he does not like yeah. anything shattering that world. So, mm-hmm. her bringing in this unknown fiancé yeah. is absolutely earth-shattering to him, right? Like, this is destroying mm-hmm. his psyche. And they are lovey-dovey as fuck. <laughs> yep, yeah, they are... Which is another good joke. Yes, they are, like, the sickening lovey-dovey kind, where it's like, oh, well, like, don't tell him the name that you give me. And it's like, oh, you mean Pepe? Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 like, the other one's like, oh, you're so what? dead later. Like, they're doing that oh, on the couch. On. And he's just sitting there like, oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, because Ryan calls her Mookie, yes. and she calls him Pepe, but they have a bed name that they also use. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Yeah. We don't even learn just, what the bed name is. Driving home. Mm-hmm. I know, but they're just driving home. Yeah. Like, they are really together, and this is definitely going to shatter your view. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you do to try and break this apart, Patrick, you dummy. This is happening. Yeah, this, this is happening. I am, in fact, marrying this man. And he's yep. and, kind of an o- his mm-hmm. own kind of dork, too, because he, oh, God, he does something very insufferable, which is like, oh, did you know that I'm the star of this space soap opera? Have you ever seen it? 
here, I have all of the seasons. Let's binge it. I The funny part about that is it looked like he burned the seasons yes. on, like, DVDs. Yes. Yeah, they show shots of them later that are very obviously, like, labeled with marker on yeah, blank CDs. Like, yeah. You didn't even bring him, like, actual... No, he just stole his own show. <laughs> Which is very good. Yeah, there's... Actually. And I think that it's, like, honestly, all those little bits like that, I think are actually knowing things. Like, I think that they did that on Mm -hmm. purpose. That they were like, okay, well, should we, like, mock up something for this? And it's like, no, it's better if it's not. It's better if it looks, like, garbage. The fact that they put in so little effort actually pays off. Yes. Because it fits the character as written. Mm -hmm. And and it's a good joke. Yeah, I like it. I like it. But... uh, Patrick not only hates him because he's trying to marry his sister yeah. and ruin and shatter his, his closed life, uh, but also that he's an actor, and actors do nothing but lie for a living, which is something he keeps saying. She won't know what hit her because the guy is a professional liar. She's like, well, no, 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 like, mm-hmm. I know that he's not lying. He's like, no, but he's a professional. He's an actor. He does it every day. You don't understand. <laughs> He's so good at lying. Yeah. You don't get it. Like, he's such a shut-in. He just doesn't connect with that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can tell he's, like, not very familiar with just Social. People. Yeah, no, he's... he's They're social. Yeah. He's a total shut-in. He, he wants to sit and have his life with, like... They show his life, which, like we said, it's... He sorts out his Fruit Loops. He feeds his dog. He watches spiders. And then he goes to sleep again. And he's extremely happy doing that which nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that but yeah like that's his life and this is a huge upset to that (laughs) yeah so ryan makes some breakfast which is a huge stack of pancakes bacon eggs everything else he just pulls it out of the Mm -hmm. oven it's already done uh as patrick is basically just i don't know i guess i guess he's just hassling him in the morning yeah he's uh Constantly About kind of the being breakfast he's making for Marilyn. Passive-aggressive yeah. and more aggressive than passive. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, as Ryan's outside setting up Christmas decorations, because it's Christmas, clearly. Yes. <laughs> uh, he overhears Ryan take a phone call, uh, and he hears him say on the phone, Baby, she's nothing to me. Once this is all over and she's gone, we'll have it. We'll have all the power. Yeah. All the power and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and in passing, Patrick hears this and he's like, oh, he's going to kill my sister. Yeah. For the money. Mm hmm. I knew it. He's that lying actor. Actors always lie. And and this is betray them. Feeding into his, his made up hatred of this guy. Mm-hmm. And and what he thinks about actors and all these other things. So he comes to the only reasonable conclusion he can, which is that he must murder this man to save his sister. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly, it's yeah. the only logical solution. Definitely the guy is not doing cheesy line reads for his soap <laughs> opera, which is like the most no, obvious the fucking most thing obvious in the universe. The most obvious thing that could yeah. happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Patrick goes outside, sets up a training dummy, and puts on his gi. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, Hadouken! Hadouken! I'm Sub-Zero! Hadouken! Hadouken! I'm Chudley! Hadouken! He practices all of his killing blows on this dummy. Uh, Ryan comes in. This is a really good joke. I do want to explain this. Cause it's funny. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But Ryan comes in. He's like, oh, you, you're doing martial arts? Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I learned martial arts. I'm a deadly weapon with these hands. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I know some martial arts. Where'd you learn from? Oh, you know. Video games. Deadly martial arts punching ones, mostly. That's different. I'm a human Xbox. Really? And he goes, oh, cool. I'm uh, I'm like an eighth degree black belt. Do you want to maybe go for a little while? Spar a bit? Yeah, you mind if I have a, a go at it? Why don't we spar? I'll beat you up. Yeah. But the funny thing is he puts on the gi from the dummy, which has, like, writing all over it that says kill and don't hit in the balls. Yeah, like, it has all the kill shots and different stuff like that. Yeah, like, this, like, disable shoulder on the... It's such a good joke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And of course oh, he like runs and goes goes to do a fly and kick at the guy, and the guy just kind of like moves slightly to the side so that he <laughs> falls on the ground and horribly injures himself. Yeah. And we kind of get like movie. we get a big montage of these kinds of things. He he does a setup mm-hmm. of like he lubricates the bathtub with uh oh, yeah, with, with Vaseline. Vaseline. So that he can have him go for the shower and knock himself out. Which, of course, then he tries to, like, push himself up out of the bathtub and, like, slips and smashes his head on the side of the bathtub because, duh, you dipshit. (laughs) You dumbass. You dummy. And then his his sister goes in to go to the bathroom before Ryan kind of thing and... All that stuff. He he does this setup with like wood chopping, where he's chopping wood, and he like tells Ryan, "Hey, you know, just hold the wood for me." And he raises up the axe, and no. there's like this long, long pause, and he's like, "It'll be over in a second. And then it comes down, and it cuts to black, and you and you hear this scream, and then Ryan's like, "You okay there, bud? You hit your leg real hard." <laughs> <laughs> there's some real good comedy setups, like. Just- you kind of miss nonsense. me and the wood and hit yourself in the leg there, eh? You, you doing all right? Yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's it's good shit. I, I think after this is where I would say spoilers are. Yes. A- after this setup of, of him hating this fiance. Yeah. And wanting to kill him and doing all these things to try and kill him. So, because this is the first uh, if you do not want spoilers, yeah, yeah. If you do not want spoilers, I would cut to about I don't know five ten minutes from the end of the of this episode, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and and get our outro from there. But uh, just know you should probably watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. That's one Ilian here with a brief editor's note. I wanted to mention. In case you were going to watch this movie, before we got into the spoilers section, that there is a brief homophobic, transphobic joke, maybe? We're not even sure if it's meant to be a joke, because like most things that are quote-unquote humor in that vein, they don't land at all. It's not funny. So I wanted to mention that. It's only about 20 seconds, but before we do a hard recommendation to watch this movie, I thought that I'd throw that out there. Also... For the spoilers, you'll want to jump to just after one hour, five minutes. See you on the other side. So, uh, Patrick is helping Ryan set up Christmas lights Uh on the roof. And he's trying to kill him by by wrapping a cable around the bottom of the the ladder that he's on. And then... Pouring a bunch of water in there and sort of fraying the wire a bit and then plugging it in yeah, to try and electrocute him on the ladder. Make him electric ladder, yeah. So he he plugs it in and the boom box on the porch turns on and he's like, I'm dance monkey, dance. And he runs around acting like he's killed him. But he plugged in the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is very good. So he, he goes to try and kill him with the right wire. But he gets a call from his sister and gets distracted. So he goes inside. Yeah. And what happens here is that as he's on the call with his sister, Ryan is swaying on the ladder because Patrick's not helping him hold the ladder. Mm -hmm. And he falls. Yeah. And then Patrick races outside afterwards and he goes like, hey, Ryan, buddy, like you, uh, you okay there? You, you doing all right? And you just see these... Legs sticking up out of a bush in a really good shot. It's a lot of the sneakers. Yeah. The, the lot of the squeaky sneakers. The shoes. Fe- feature yeah. very prominently throughout this. And uh, he's like, you know, you you doing all right? You just a little bushed there? Ha 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 ha. No, no, but like, oh. And he comes over to the other side and uh, Ryan is blue. Um, yeah. He goes, oh. Oh, I, I did a, I did a murder. And it's like, no, no, Patrick, you idiot. You did an accident. Just tell people what happened, that he no, fell off he, the ladder and you'll be he fine. He died of his own accord through no input from you. No, no input from you at all. You actually did nothing. Thank God. <laughs> like, now you're off the no, hook. No, but, but he's in, he's in such the mindset yes. of, I've been trying to kill this man. That he feels that like he's guilty. accidentally happens, mm-hmm. he's like, fuck, I did that. Mm-hmm. 
what did I do? Which makes sense for, like, again, all of the psychological stress the, that he's going through. Yeah. The the paranoia, the breaking of his, his bubble, all that shit happens. Yes. So he panics. Mm-hmm. Because he thinks he killed this man. Yes. And, and he hides his body in the basement. Yeah. For now. Uh, as Marilyn comes home. Yeah, he I has believe. to find a quick place to put it, so he throws it into the basement, and Marilyn comes mm-hmm. home, and... He's like, oh, you know, Ryan went uh, out for a jog. I for think. a jog, yeah. he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> Probably not coming back. Don't worry about it. See you later. Got some stuff to do with very my good. dog. Oh, by the way, the dog Mars is very cute. Mm-hmm. Has those brown uh, eyebrows that you see sometimes on like black dogs. Yeah, it's kind of like a probably a German Shepherd black lab cross. Maybe is what I'm guessing. Because it's kind of like the brown yeah, eyebrows something are like, like kind of like yeah. a German Shepherd type thing. But Matt, Mars is a really, really good dog, though. Mars is a Mars great is dog. Mars is a good this. puppy. There's yeah. lots of cuddle scenes. It, the movie actually opens with Mars snoring on him and him not able mm. to get up for breakfast because he doesn't want to disturb Mars, which is entirely perfect. Very good dog owner. So he's trying to hide the body from Marilyn, his sister. Mm-hmm. Uh and he notices, I think he puts food out for Mars, but hijinks ensues where Mars is eating the body yes. in the basement. So he goes down, he's like, Mars, bad dog, leave the dead alone. What are you doing? <laughs> you can't disturb the dead. <laughs> and his what like, are you hey, doing? What's going on down there? And he's like, oh, I'm uh, I'm teaching Mars some tricks. She's like, oh yeah, I'm like what? Like Mars um, to play dead. To play dead. That's why I said dead a lot because Mars <laughs> is being dead. See you yep. later. Don't don't come in so, the basement. So then he panics. He's like, fuck! I gotta get that body out of the basement. What mm. am I doing? And this is I love this scene. I love this scene because he's in the living room uh-huh. and his sister's watching the yes, soap opera. Yes, this is okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And he starts moving stuff out of the room to the side, and he picks up the couch while she's on it, watching the soap, and rotates it, and then she turns around to keep watching the show. And she's like, do you need some help? And he's like, no, no, don't worry about it, I got this. Moving yeah, the whole and he starts room rolling up the carpet on the floor. I love this too because you spent so long the going, rug. what the fuck is he doing? I'm like, he needs the rug for the body. And I, was in the <laughs> I realized immediately. It's such a great <laughs> bit. It's so good. It's just like, do you need help with the rug? No, 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 no. I'm just, you know, cleaning the rug at midnight. Don't worry about it. See yeah, you don't later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and so he rolls up the rug, goes downstairs, rolls up the body. Mm-hmm. And somehow gets it out without Marilyn noticing. Yes. Uh, and then he just starts burying a grave for him near a tree in the backyard. And he puts the body in. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? How big are bodies? Because <laughs> he left it with, like, he did a shallow grave. So when he tries to put the dirt, like, with, if you move dirt out. There's going to be displacement from the body, right? Like, you can't put yeah. the same amount of dirt back in. And he doesn't realize that. So it's just this obvious mound of a body in the middle of his garden. And he's, like, hitting it with the shovel, trying to, like, smooth it out. <laughs> uh, it's such a good joke. And his sister that is like, yeah. he comes back in and he gets a beer mug like a big pint beer mug and fills yeah. it with whiskey to the top and just starts chugging it back and she's like Are you all right you're kind of it's midnight you're covered in mud and now you're chugging whiskey and he's like oh you know i'm uh i'm planting my herb garden uh, and then <laughs> she's like oh oh and he's like yeah um it's this plant good thing it's it's looking kind of dead and he like grabs this yeah. Very, it's like very, a cactus. It's like a super dead. I think that it's dead. I, it, it looked really okay. dead. It was kind of hard to see. This is a very... One thing with this movie is that it is very low quality. Like, it is... Mm-hmm. It's VHS handy cam 2006. Uh, it's kinda. a lot of still shots. No, obviously, like, moving panning shots or anything like that. Just camera still. Take I a mean, shot. It, the the yeah. good parts of Which this movie... Which two weeks? Low budget? Yeah, I mean, in 14 days. They had a 14-day film yeah. set. Like... To, and, like, to film it and release it and stuff, it seemed like. Like, they just... 
this is one of those movies where it, the quality of the writing and the acting is what carries it, and the rest of it is superfluous. You don't need to worry about it, and honestly, it's not a big distraction. But anyway, so he's yeah. got like this dead plan. He's like, it's this one, um, which is a good thing because it looks like it's just on its last legs. <laughs> like, runs out, and he runs outside with it. And this is one of the best bits of this thing for me, is because. He doesn't need to do anything with it, but he's like, he has this whole pot, and he looks at the whole big mound of the body, and he's like, uh, and just jams the whole pot in, like the ceramic pot and all, in the center of this big mound of dirt. He doesn't take the plant out. He doesn't take the plant out, no. Uh, just runs oh back God. inside, like, no, 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 I'm done my planting. I'm, I'm gardening, yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Man, it's, it's a good, good joke. Mm-hmm. So after he buries the body is when the paranoia starts to really set in and he starts seeing things. Yes. And having weird dreams about Ryan coming back and just mm-hmm. standing outside of the house covered in Christmas lights staring at him. And this is the telltale heart side of it also, which is, it's the funniest telltale heart because it's not the telltale heart, it's the rubber sneakers. <laughs> It's the, you hear the rubber sneakers again. Yeah. His, his stupid fucking squeaky ass sneakers are going through this goddamn house all the time. And he's constantly like whipping his head around like, what? Huh? Where's that noise coming from? And it's like, what noise? And it's like, no, 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 but don't, never mind. Don't worry about it. Yep. It, it's so funny. It's exactly the clown shoes from Kung Pao. Yes. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, like, yeah, it's very good clown shoes noise. It's a great joke. So he he sees Ryan and he's like, I'm going, something's wrong. Mm. I'm very much having a bad time right now. Yeah. Um, And his sister is asking him, like, okay, for real, where did Ryan go? You won't tell me. Mm-hmm. So what did you do to drive him away? What happened? Yeah, like, right? he's been gone for a day. He is my fiance. Yeah. He's supposed to be here. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And she's like, well, he's gonna come back. And Patrick's like, nah, I hope not. Yeah, I like, yeah there's lots of the, oh, please no. Yeah. <laughs> and this is after he's seen the undead corpse in the window mm-hmm. covered in Christmas lights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Patrick does the only thing he can think of to try and get Marilyn off the scent of looking for her fiancé who is missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he catfishes a guy online to show up for a date. Yeah, he sure does. For Christmas. Like a catfish Christmas. <laughs> we're not watching Catfish Christmas. And now that I've said that, we're going to have to watch Catfish Christmas because I've put it onto the podcast. And I'm editing this one so you can't edit it off. So thank you, Boyks, for forcing me to finally do this. There you go. Are you happy you've gotten your wish? It's been trying to get That's me to watch this fault. shit for like weeks. The movie has a literal catfish Christmas scene. It does. It I, really what does. am I supposed to say? And of course, the catfished person is star of stage, screen, and God of War Ragnarok. That's right. It's Christopher Judge. <laughs> yeah. David was saying something about he wanted Christopher Judge to be the dorky stay-at-home loser. In this that Patrick film. is. Yeah. And, and he's just this big, muscly, tall man. Because like, it would have been really like... funny for it to be so out of place. And I'm like, oh, it really would have. I I think that yeah. probably the main reason why they didn't do that is that then, like, they need to find a sister for him. Because it wouldn't, mm-hmm. you couldn't have the same it sister. It wouldn't really work unless they were, like, adopted or something. You'd have yeah. to do some, you'd have to do some extra. You'd have to explain it, on it, yeah. Or get different actresses, and then you'd have to find somebody, and then you'd, like, it just, it opens up a whole, you have to kind of change some things around, because, like, he has his, his own sister right there that he can act with, mm-hmm. so it, it just makes more sense. But it would have been very, very funny to see Christopher Judge as this fucking dorky, neurotic loser. And- Christopher Judge is still very funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's very funny. Oh, yeah. No, this is a great scene because he he comes, he's like, oh, like, are you Lovely Lumps 29? And she's like, what? (laughs) What? And then, like, you see Patrick in the background, like, waving to him. Yeah, no, that's me. (laughs) Come on in. 
And he's got like oh, this whole, here. whole little date for them set up. It's like, oh, qui- quiet, uh, oh God, what was it? Like quiet stoic male or something? Like there was, uh, something like that. And it was, which is perfectly Christopher Judge, right? Like mm-hmm. it was kind of nails who Christopher Judge is. And, it, and Christopher Judge's face just like falls and he's like, oh, he's like, but I'm not gay. Like, it's fine if you are, but also mm-hmm. I'm not interested. So they, they do a good job of navigating that and not doing like a joke on that. I will give one warning for people that watch, are watching this. Oh, God, I should have actually said that before the spoilers. I might put that Oh, in. yeah, that's the, good point. There is one kind of transphobic joke in this. And it... it I don't know if it... Or, like, homophobic? I don't know. It's... It, it falls doesn't so land. flat, like, it's hard to tell. Like, yeah. most jokes that are around that kind of stuff, it doesn't make any sense. So it's honestly hard to know if they were even trying to make a joke at that point. It... That's, like, the one part of the movie that just kind of... It's very brief, but there is one moment where there's this thing of they thought he was gay, but it it just... It's weird. Anyway. It doesn't really add anything to the story. No, not at all. It's very throwaway. It's only for, like, 20 seconds. So you could probably, like, generally ignore most of it, and I don't think that it's too bad, but I I do want to put that out there. Uh, So he... Christopher Judge goes like, okay, well, you seem like nice people. You want me to come in? I- I'll I'll have a supper, I guess. Like, hi. And he sits like, down yeah, for this extremely awkward dinner with this <laughs> woman who has a fiancé and the brother who is pretending to be a waiter at a fancy restaurant serving mm-hmm. them and, like, trying to get but- them to be together. They're both sitting on the same side of, like, one of those square fold-out card tables. Like, yeah, it's like a TV dinner ch- table. Yeah. 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 And it's super awkward. But they spent the whole time bonding over how fucking weird Patrick is. Yeah, like, the great part about this is that they don't do mm-hmm. it as, like, Christopher Judge is a creep who actually wants to get with her. He's just mm-hmm. like... Oh, you seem like a lovely lady. What's with your brother? What the hell is <laughs> like, up with him? And they just kind of have, this? like, this nice night of, like, oh, we're, you know, we could be pretty good friends. And, like, just kind of hanging out and being like, man, your brother, <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, the brother is sitting there, like, the whole time he's hearing, like, squeak, squeak, squeak in his head. And he's just kind of, like, twitching in the corner, just losing it because he's murdered this man and trying to cover it while everybody around mm-hmm. him is looking at him mm-hmm. so, you found so after the dinner uh he notices that mars is not eating his dinner again uh and he goes yes. downstairs and he sees mars the dog licking oh God, the cartoon dog. outline of blood that was left by the body <laughs> he put in the basement on the carpet because he never cleaned up the blood. He never cleaned it. It's a perfect outline, like a fucking chalk outline in blood. <laughs> yeah. So then he makes a chalk outline around it and cleaner. Yes. Not in and the tries middle. Like and tries to clean it. it. And all he gets that... is the outline. <laughs> yes. It's just still this big outline of the body. And he's like, nope, that's not going to nope, work. Nope, that's not. So nope. Runs upstairs. And there's this weird moment of like he grabs a knife. And it looks like he's going to do, like, another murder or something. Like, and they kind of mm-hmm. do music with it in a way. And you're like, what is he doing? And then there's, like, all this ripping and tearing sounds. And he, he he's got a solution. He cuts the outline out of the carpet, leaving an outline, but no longer a blood outline. And he looks at it and he nods his head and goes, yep, that's perfect. <laughs> it's just this big Solved. fucking hole in the carpet Fixed of it. an exact body outline. <laughs> <laughs> just this exact hole and he's like no well, one will suspect here. a thing <laughs> perfect job <laughs> and this is also when he decides I need to remove that body from the backyard so instead of burying it he takes it out to the swamp and tries well, to dump it right like or does it come back the, the body t- comes yes this is when this is when it starts to come back I can't remember mm-hmm. um so there's a bunch it's, of different times, like, he wakes up with it in his bed, where the shoes mm-hmm. are next to his face, 
And he's like, what the fuck? And you're like, oh, Mars keeps dragging the body back. That's what joke. it feels like is happening. Is it, yeah. It, it, yeah, is that Mars is pulling this body out of wherever he buries it and like licking the body and eating it. And he keeps on like, he finds the wristwatch in his fruities that he yeah, sorts out every day. Like he, it, it's like two Mo- uh, from Mookie to Pepe, like all the cute mm-hmm. little pet names they have for each other and but yeah, he finds the body in the bed and he's like, all right, gets a dinghy um, and it, like an inflatable little boat and puts the body in it and is like, I'm going to bury it out in the swamp, which leads to a really funny scene oh, to me. I remember now he found it on on the deck because they did the Smeagol Gollum yes. scene on the deck yes. where he keeps putting his head outside. He's like, yeah, that's a body, huh? And then he's how to dig itself up. That's weird. And then he goes back inside. He's like, no, the body. It's just sitting out there. And he's just like Smeagol and Gollum and going back and forth. Oh, that was a yeah. really, really good scene. This movie is just full of them. <laughs> like, honestly, we cannot possibly go through all of the good jokes in it. Uh, but he, then, yeah, he throws it in the swamp. He's also, he sees it in the... Like, on his front porch, too, he does this whole thing where he's like, oh my god, people are gonna see it on the front porch now? <laughs> yeah! I've gotta, I've gotta pretend like it's it, it's something normal. And there's no one else around. Like, this is a house in the woods. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a very... He's gotta be, like, out in some weird suburbs or something. Like, it's probably, like, five, ten minutes drive from a city. And so he yells out at the top of his lungs... Oh, yeah, it's the delivery I wanted kind of thing with this fucking carpet body. Like, this obvious bloody body on his deck. And then he, like, picks it up and he dinghies it out into the swamp. And led to a very funny scene for me because he's, like, rowing this dinghy out Mm -hmm. in the swamp. And it's really slow going. So then he's like, ah, fuck it. And he gets out. And the water is, like, three inches deep. So he yeah. steps out and instead just pulls it. And you're like, you fucking dipshit. <laughs> you just, you dummy. This absolute <laughs> moron. And he's going to try and bury this body in three inches of mud. <sighs> yeah. So so that brilliant. night, there's water on the floor. Mm-hmm. Which, again, we're assuming is the body coming back. Yeah, there's footprints. And, yep. and there's all these scenes with, like, whenever the body's coming up in the murder, it kind of cuts to Mars again. So mm-hmm. there's this this overarching theme of like Mars is sort of his conscious of the the death of Ryan coming back to him to haunt him and he's constantly dragging it back into his life like you can't just get rid of this Patrick yeah Mars and yeah exactly the dog acts like you said very much like his conscience where it's just yeah. he's trying to bury this truth and the dog is like no like you murdered this man you have to deal with it and in reality it's just a dog but it's just a dog. <laughs> And he didn't murder the guy. The guy fell. And he didn't murder him, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but his sister is, like, has a dead fish and crabs, and I don't know what was up with that. But that was the joke for the water on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, his sister, Marilyn, and him sort of go off on each other, like, uh, about their past... I only want to mention this because there was a very good joke about a school that they went to and how Patrick was always trying to protect her when they were kids. Do you remember when you used to make my life not miserable, when you used to help me? And she's like, you, like, you insisted on walking me home from school because, from all those bullies. And he's like, yeah, I didn't. She's like, he's like, I hated doing that, though. And she's like, well, because you got beat up every day doing it, but you still did it. And he's like, yeah, that was a rough school. it's like i'm thinking like middle school maybe Mm -hmm. no daycare lots of good little bits like that throughout this it's like oh yeah yeah tiny tots daycare man rough school so marilyn decides to call ryan's aunt who Mm -hmm. is a uh detective scottish police scottish detective in canada Mm-hmm. And and she's gonna call, come by the next day. Scottish people don't exist in Canada. Okay, that's true. I'm so, I, I, listen. <laughs> we like to play jokes as Canadians. We lie about a lot of things in our yeah. stuff, right? We don't have milk and bags, and we don't have Scottish people. I get it. Yeah, you're an actor. You do that for a living. Yeah, I, I, get I do it. it for a living. I lie. I, I act get it all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> and but so the the aunt's gonna show up the next day. And Patrick has sort of a meltdown about this. And the next morning, 
Uh, he's in the bathtub, which is covered in Vaseline. <laughs> taking a bath. And Marilyn's, Marilyn's like, hey, the aunt's here. Uh, you should come out. She has questions for you. The detective has questions for me? Why? It's not like I murdered someone. <laughs> like, oh no. And he stands up in the bathtub in shock and holds a little rubber ducky over his dick. Which, yeah, like, David he's in full Hewlett frontal nudity. Full frontal and back nudity in this movie. Yes. And he, he, but he holds a little rubber ducky over his dick and, of course, does a little, like, squeeze with it, which, yeah. It, God damn it. But yeah. so he, he tries to escape by jumping out the window nude. Uh, and the aunt is there. And so he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Amazing uh, scene. Um, hmm. Yeah, this is awkward, huh? Yeah, that's weird. Jumping out the window after, uh, you know, my nephew's gone missing. That's odd. Huh. Yeah. Oh, where so were you going? Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a whole... It's funny for the dialogue, but I also just want to mention the framing of the shot itself is fantastic mm-hmm. in that it is him on the ground, like, with his head in his hands, like, kind like of... Like a propping, bathing beauty. Like, laying down. Yeah. And doing the, like, yeah, like, like he's sunning, so he's, like, holding his head in his hands, and he's yeah. got his feet up. So you can see his feet in the shot, like, his naked feet, and he's just, like, they're kind of, like, going, like, he's just without a care in the world, do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, they're just kind of, like, kind of going back and forth as he's having this conversation, and it's shot through her legs as she's looking yeah, down at him. it's such a so weird shot, but it, 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 it looks great. It looks great, and it's really, really funny. Like, it is really mm-hmm. funny. This also obscures her face, I think, during this scene. Yes, yeah, which is you important. Don't really see as much of it. Um, yeah. By the way, this is one of the few times on the podcast where they show bare feet, and it is not a fetish thing. It's not a fetish. Yeah, somehow. How? The one time it's actual full frontal nudity, and not a fetish a, thing, and not a fetish, not a sex <laughs> thing. <laughs> How and it's not a kids movie. This is an actual adult movie. It could be mm-hmm. that, but instead, it's not. I don't. We fucked up. I don't know how I we did this. Yeah, but or they, they go inside. Up. They go inside. He gets dressed, uh, and the aunt starts sort of interrogating Marilyn and Patrick. And the aunt is just Paul McGillian dressed up as a Mrs. Doubtfire. Detective. So it's Ryan's actor, yeah, the yeah. actor for Ryan, dressed up as the aunt. Which is very funny in its own yes. right. Because they don't have enough actors for this movie. Like, it's mm-hmm. again, it's such an indie film of just a few actors getting together over a weekend, basically, to film this. So they're like, we don't have anybody else. I guess you gotta play your own aunt. You'll look similar, I guess. So he's it, got like They're this related. It's really fine. bad fake Scottish accent and everything. And like, they're playing <laughs> yeah. it up. It's, yeah. It's real obvious, but. Mm-hmm. She starts accusing Marilyn of murdering her nephew. Because there's a multi-thousand dollar payout. Yeah, she for, was going to get $3,000 at least for, for this. For what an up-and-coming star he was. Yep. <laughs> On this, this soap opera. awful fucking soap opera. Mm-hmm. And she's like, can I take a look around? Normally you would need a warrant, but you could just waive that if you want to waive that warrant. And they all say... Very rightfully, uh, no, get a fucking warrant. What the hell? No. Uh, except they don't, for except some they reason. Don't. Well, he does, but she keeps he on does. going like, well, I have nothing to hide. Just keep doing it. And he's like, no, It doesn't matter do. if you didn't do anything wrong. Get a fucking warrant. <laughs> yes. But we'll we'll get to the ultimate reason for some of that also. So yeah. she she's like, well, no, I've got nothing to hide and just tells the aunt that she can come back and she's like, oh, I'll be back in a little while with forensics and stuff. Like, I'm going to come back later in the week. And so around this time, he... Well, they're going to come back with forensics, but that's after Patrick already shows her around. Because they sure, did agree he shows her it. around a little bit, but then and, she's but, like... But he showed her the basement with the cutout of a human. And he he's does, like, no, yes. I don't see it. I don't see it. It's just yeah, it's just a hole in the floor. What do you mean? I don't know. Like, and, yeah, and they shoot it through a... like. Yeah. You'd have to do a much smaller prop, but they basically shoot it through like a human cutout <laughs> thing. Yeah, and he, he shows her the herb garden that he dug mm-hmm. with the pot in it. And it's like, yeah, I don't know what are you talking about. It's just normal. 
Yeah, well, just yeah but, but then she goes off, she's like, I'm gonna get the cops and the forensic experts, and we're gonna come back, and you're mm. you're fucked. You're fucked. Yeah, right? you're gonna go to jail. So that night, when Patrick is sleeping, the body shows up again in his bed, which, yes. again, I assume is Mars dragging the body back to the bed. That That's, that's the, very obviously that's the, the best explanation, right? Yeah, and it feels like it's implying that a lot with, like, having Mars having mauled the body a couple times already and, like, mm-hmm. Mars not eating his food and stuff like that. Like, they're kind of showing it as, like, well, Mars has been kind of working away at this body every time that you hide The it. whole time, and right? Yeah. Mars went with him out in the swamp, too, and knew where the body was. Like, Mars was running with him through the swamp, so there's, there's just kind of this whole setup. But- but him screaming in the bed at night causes his sister to come in, so he has to finally explain the situation he's put himself in. Why do you have the rolled up body of my fiance next to you? Well, I murder him. Well, he didn't murder him. He, he died of his own but he accord. He did. But he thinks he did. So then yes. Marilyn confronts him. He's like, all right, Patrick, you have two options, right? Go to jail. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you should go to jail. That's a good option. No, yeah. you. <laughs> You oh, I don't like would that go one to jail. Like, oh, yeah, God, no, that, yeah, no, that sucks. sucks. <laughs> 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 or we can get yuck, rid of the yuck, body. Yuck, yuck, yucky. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> I don't like that one. Ew, 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 ew. If it was you, I'd be fine. But me? Yeah. <laughs> no. God, he's such yep. a prick. <laughs> or we can get rid of the body. Well, I mean, uh, that sounds like a better option, I guess. So, yeah. so they go to the shed... The tool shed, which has all these murder weapons that we saw earlier and saws yeah, that, and stuff, and it's very every funny. time that he's making his plans to murder this man, he's in his little tool shed. And Marilyn grabs the saw, and Yay. they have a big discussion about cutting up the body. And Patrick's like, "I cannot do this. I don't want to see this. I don't want anything. This is gross and icky." And she goes, "Okay, well, that's fine. I'll do it." At which is kind of a like, joke she's really also, cold. Yeah. And also a setup for what's going to happen, because earlier on, like, there's a lot of talk, and he's like, like, these are not the actions of... At one point, he even yells at her, he's like, these are not the actions of a vegetarian! Because she's, she's a vegetarian. She's very firmly a vegetarian. And he, mm-hmm. it's, she even talks about, like, oh, I don't want to eat anything with a cute face, is what they discuss. And he's like, Ryan's got a cute face? What are you doing? Why would you do this <laughs> to him? And she's like, it's fine, it's just his body. <laughs> going, oh going through God. it. And he's like, oh my god, I can't watch this. I have to leave. Before mm-hmm. she starts cutting into it. So then you hear her going away at this body until all hours. And the next scene is her with a big bowl of raw guts that Blended she's gotten me. out of the yeah. blender. And she's like, well, best way to do it, we'll feed him to the dog. A dog's breakfast. So, yep. like, the dog's Again, wrap it back him. around to the title. Yeah. Dog's already been eating him. Why don't we just continue that and then he'll be gone? And yep. he's like, I I don't think this is sanitary. <laughs> like, we can't do this. And she Don't you have a thing decides, against eating meat? What is this? Yeah. Yeah. She decides also that like, well, one dog's not enough, so she puts a bunch of meat out on the I, porch and lets the other neighborhood dog ha- having just... all the neighbor dogs show up is such a good joke. It was what a, a really bit. good joke. Because yeah. I wasn't expecting that at all. No. So she she feeds the body, and then I guess like Patrick confronts her. Like, how could you? Mm-hmm. Ryan was a good guy. I liked him. I watched his show, even though I lied and said I didn't. Yeah, and she goes, Well, like this is your fault. She's like, I didn't want to do any of this. You're right. He was a good guy. He was my fiance and I loved him very much. And you took all of this away from me. And now I'm only doing what I absolutely have to, to stay out of actual literal prison for the rest of my life. Because you've made it look like I murdered him. Stupid fuck up. Yeah. You dumb motherfucker. And so she's forcing him to confront the, the thing that he did. And also to, at the same time, he has to be the one to constantly defend Ryan and be like, mm-hmm. well, but like, you know, like Ryan was a good guy. Like he bought me a book of spiders. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, you uh, did for Christmas and all this kind of stuff. Like, and you're just being so cold about this. Like I can't understand it. Which, and this is where the movie falls apart. <laughs> yeah. They didn't know how to they end didn't, it. 
they didn't know what to do. They, they set everything up to be like Mars being his conscious, Mars dragging the body back, Mars eating the body. And I'd say it falls apart, but it's not like a, it's not a catastrophe. It's just, a, it's no. a, it's just but flat. It's they go for the joke ending, ending instead of just like, they could have gone for a more horror ending. And that would make this, yes. I think, horror movie. Because it's setting up like she's mm-hmm. a psychopath. She wants to kill him. She's very cold. You know, like, it's making her the murderer, basically, is, is how it's kind of yeah, setting they up. Yeah, they could have they had her kill like, him oh, at the end or something. It makes it look like he was the one that was actually a psycho, but really, she's, like, like of this yeah. family where you're thinking, like, oh, okay, he's the weird odd one out that might murder somebody. No, it's the but, normal well-adjusted, quote-unquote, But when he starts confronting her about how cold she is... That's the opportunity for her to be like, well, I have to clean up all the loose ends, you know? Yeah. And then that's how the movie could end. Yeah, I, I do think they could have done and that I think, and they could have I think that would have been a better ending. And then, like, Mars is is eating mm. the next body and that's the end of the movie or something. Sure. Right? I do think they uh, could have done that and it would have been good. But instead, they took the comedy route mm-hmm. and made it more lighthearted, which is fine. Uh, I'm a sicko. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I so, I am also a sicko. So, that was my first thought too, is that I'm like, man, so, it would have been great if they'd have had her be the real psychopath and end up murdering everybody to no. cover everything. Yeah. No, but but instead, uh Ryan is alive and Ryan's aunt being the same actor was actually part of the plot. It's a meta joke, yeah. And he is the same actor because it's literally Ryan. Mm-hmm. And this was all just a setup where she called him on the phone to get him away from the ladder because they had choreographed a stunt where he would fall off the ladder and into the bushes. And then while he was on the mm-hmm. phone, she was on the other end, but doing Ryan's makeup because she's, we didn't get into that. She's his makeup artist. That's how she met. Mm-hmm. As she works in the movie industry also. Oh, yeah, because that was talked about at the the weird, creepy dinner Yes. With Christopher Judge. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being a makeup artist. That's a great profession. What are you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Christopher Judge is just very approving and normal in this, and it's great. Because, <laughs> like, it's the weirdest situation, and he's just, like, handles it like a champ. But, so she does all of his makeup and makes him look dead, and then when he goes to bury the body, she, this part was kind of funny. Yeah. She's like... Oh, well, you know, he's like, well, what was I burying? And she's like, well, you know, I had this uh, this doll here. And he's like, what is that? And she's like, oh, it's a sex doll that I had around. <laughs> it's very useful. Uh, it's, it had some sort of inflatable sex man? Yes. 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 <laughs> I filled it with, it with water. Yeah. So it was heavy. Filled it with water so that it's heavy like a body. And wrapped it and, like, swapped it out when he went to do, like, Ryan pretended to be dead. And then he wrapped it in the you know, rug, and then they swapped Ryan for this fake man, and then just keep on putting that in the bed, and because he doesn't open it up, because he doesn't want to see the body, he just wants mm-hmm. to see the sneakers, they just have to leave the sneakers on it, and make this, this whole thing dipshit like, keep burying the body. It's like a Scooby-Doo joke. Or something. A little bit, yeah. It's very it's weird. It's not bad. It's not bad, it just, yeah. it doesn't land as well as it could have. It, the important like said, thing is that funny. Ryan is a great actor, and he lies mm-hmm. for a living. Yes. <laughs> and that also plays into, no, he's really a good actor, and he lies for a living. For a living, he's yeah. He's so good at it, you would never know. Yes, this is all just a setup from them, because they're like, he, we're gonna make you like Ryan, you have to defend Ryan, because... This whole thing's this very manipulative. <laughs> It's actually awful up. when you think about it. Yeah, it's, it's a really, up. really terrible thing to do to somebody. But anyway, so they, they do that to him. And then Ryan's sister comes over and he likes Ryan's sister. This was the part that sucked. Oh, this um, sucks too. Yeah, because they hug it out. But Ryan's sister comes over to help them. Uh, she, oh, no, she's hot. Do something. With and the then wedding. she's hot. With the wedding. Oh, with the wedding. And And Patrick falls in love with her and she's super into him. So now Ryan needs to kill Patrick to get him to stop dating or wanting Which to date his sister. So I'm like, they, the joke thing. is, I guess they flip it around where he's the dick now, and yeah. I guess, but the whole thing is just a very bad ending. That opinion. that end, that particular yeah. part is bad. I, like, I won't make any excuses for that. I think the other one is like, 
medium but not bad but like this part actually kind of I think sucks. the other way you could end it is that after all of that and the reveal mm-hmm. Ryan dies anyway <laughs> yeah that's a yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, more yeah. dark that's, ending oh God, that would yeah that would But it would be funny Yes yeah if he just like all right, well, now now I've done the joke, and then he, like, trips and falls out the, you know, like, off the balcony or something. And then it's, like, Because it resets Ryan? it, so now they have to do it Ryan? again, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's a good ending, because it's just, like, the punchline at the end of the I joke. I agree. That would have been, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a few things they could have done. It, really, though, I only felt like the last, like, minute or two minutes of this film are really bad. Yeah. And the rest of it is, like, there's like five minutes at the end that aren't great, but not bad, bad. And then the rest of the movie's fantastic. So it's still well, well worth a watch. Like, it's it's very, very solid. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess that's a dog's breakfast. Uh, let's go ahead and rate the dog, Mars. Uh, mm-hmm. Mars is a very good boy. Gets Mars so many pets. Conscience. Loves to cuddle. Uh, we'll eat anything. Just a very, <laughs> not a very eater. Yeah, relaxed, very... friendly pup. I would give Go Mars. With yeah, I, at least a twelve out of ten. That's a good dog right there. That is a fantastic dog right there. Mm-hmm. And I, oh god, I, damn, because we said no spoilers, I can't say some of the best things that I was going to. <laughs> Mars is a very loving puppy, and uh, absolutely loves Ryan and with. Lots and lots of loves and licks and mm-hmm. pets were had by everybody, I think, is what... <laughs> I think that's the important thing. I don't want to mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mars yeah. is just a really fun puppy out in the swamp chasing after sticks and stuff while uh, our main character is doing his thing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that's Dog's Back Breakfast. You can check out our social media stuff. I've As I mentioned earlier, I put up some screenshots even from the first few minutes of this film i had you pause and go back and took a screenshot like five (laughs) minutes into this and was like we gotta put this up because softly scatting as the closed (laughs) caption underneath that image is (laughs) one thing we need to point out too there were some jokes about a website where he ordered christopher judge from yes uh, yeah or where he like catfished him and the subtitler Put their own website into the subtitle there, which is not what was said no, as a joke. which was a and funny it, it's meta a joke, very actually. good meta joke from the subtitler. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we watched this on YouTube. Um, but, yeah, you can check out, like I said, uh, we have it on Twitter. It's at Rough Cuts Cast. Uh, we're also on co-host, co-host.org, Rough Cuts. And you can, of course, help us out on Patreon uh, with Rough Cuts Cast mm-hmm. as well, so... We really do appreciate that most of the time we have to pay for these movies. This is a movie that I would have gladly paid for, so, you know, at least yeah. there is that. This is one of those very rare circumstances we found an absolute gem in the rough. This absolutely had a DVD release, so mm-hmm. uh, there's copies out there for sure. Yeah, I highly recommend, I highly recommend watching this. If, you, if you're a fan of, like, if you're okay with a show that is very obviously, like, shot on this is basically all of the production quality of a mid-tier youtuber (laughs) doing a short um if you're okay with that though like it's great if you're okay if you're a fan of snappy writing and some dark humor and like a little bit of dry wit it's it's really good uh I, i loved this film this movie was really good i was laughing my ass off the entire time uh, well, yeah, uh, that's it for this week's. Mm-hmm. Definitely still there. So, that's not going anywhere. What do you do now? What do you do when the actor you buried unburies himself and ends up on your back porch for everyone to see? For everyone to see? They could be seeing him right now. That, that, that's great that that got here. That's just what I wanted. <laughs>